Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and I think the worst place to be during a zombie outbreak is a water park. Because you're going to try and run, but the lifeguard's just going to tweet his whistle and you have to walk. I'm Richard, and I think the worst place to be on a zombie apocalypse would be a cruise ship. Because if you're on the cruise ship and there's no zombies, you can't land anywhere and you will run out of food. And if there is a zombie on your cruise ship, Ain't nobody going to let you land anywhere, and you're going to run out of food. Zombies aren't going to run out of food. No. Their buffet lasts all night on cruise ships. I'm Eric, and I think the worst place to be at a zombie in a zombie apocalypse is an Ed Sheeran concert. Because, well, you're at an Ed Sheeran concert. Uh, is the zombies That's even harsh. factor in? I mean... Is it kind of like Beatlemania? Like, I know that was a thing. I mean, it took a couple doses of, uh, you had to like roll stones or something. I don't know. It's folk medicine or something. That's but, a, that's a different group. That's a very different group. Fun. F- well, we could get into the history of the, the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones. All right. But, but, but we're not here to talk about Ed Sheeran or Ed Sheeran. Well, who cares? <laughs> um, we're here to talk about a movie. This movie has plot holes. All right, so what are we filling these plot holes with? I think uh, maybe a disaffected parent. Gifts from disaffected parents? How about multiple wees from the same disaffected parent? Oh. As we're talking about Train to Busan, it has zombies and disaffected parents. That's all you need to know. No, not really. Eric's going to tell you what this movie is about. So the Train to Busan is about a train that needs to go to Busan. There we go. Yep. No, there's no complications. Nope. It's just a pretty uneventful. Well, it was supposed to be an uneventful uh, trip, but we have our disaffected parent who, although he works very hard for his daughter, kind of can't get away from his job providing. So he is slowly losing the connection to his daughter who wants to just spend a weekend at her parents or at her her mom's house and she said i'm old enough i'm going to take a train to busan you don't need to come with me but the dad is thinking no i will maybe i should at least attempt to be part of my daughter's life so on said train to busan we find that there is a, a bit of a calamity going on people are getting a little more aggressive than normal and it's not like it's a Black Friday sale aggressive. It's more of the ganashing of teeth aggressive. Yes, zombies. I mean, I guess it's pretty close to Black Friday. But zombies are coming to get them. And luckily they are on a very protected train, except zombies get on. So the movie involves our disaffected father figure. Um trying to get his daughter to safety. 
Unfortunately, lots of very compelling characters were lost along the way. But it ends on a happy note? I mean, I guess two, three people make it out. Okay-ish. But unfortunately, disaffected dad does not. So I guess spoiler alert. But is he? He's he's no longer disaffected, right? He is not. He is in fact pretty darn cool, dad. And he sacrificed himself to protect his daughter, which is, I mean, pretty much in the dad book. You need to do that. So this is that bare minimum, dadding. <laughs> Basically, he achieved actual parenting. All it took was zombies. I mean, I guess he went from sacrificing his time to... To sacrificing his life? Yeah. That sounds very deep, Eric. I'm pretty sure it was. But not profound. So, what are our movie facts? Alright. So, Train to Busan actually uh, aired first on the 13th of May, 2016 at the Cannes Film Festival, where it had a phenomenal performance and then released... Uh, majorly in theaters on the 20th of July uh, of the same year. Had a budget of 10 billion uh, Korean won, or about 8.5 million U.S. dollars. And then ended up grossing worldwide about 92 million U.S. dollars. So uh, it did pretty good for itself. I mean, they were Korean billionaires before, but now they're really Korean billionaires. Now they're billionaires in U.S. dollars and Korean won. Well, millionaires in U.S. dollars. They, they didn't sure, hit, they millionaires. Didn't hit the bill. <laughs> they didn't hit the bill, but still, they earned a lot of money. They got a good return. The director was immediately asked about doing a sequel, and he told them no. And then eventually he made Peninsula, which I haven't watched yet, so I don't know how good it was. Yeah, I haven't seen Peninsula yet either. But uh, speaking of the, you know, our our dad may achieving bare minimum dadding, because there are two dads in the film. There's Action Dad and Businessman Dad. And Action Dad was actually the physical trainer for uh, Bare Minimum Dad. <laughs> And uh, our girlfriend was a member of the K-pop group Wonder Girls. And so that's how she started going into, she was going into acting and getting more business there. There was also an animated prequel for the film. Yeah, I knew about uh, that. Soul Station that was released about a month after Train to Busan. And uh, Edgar Wright really likes it. Uh, he said he said after he watched it that it was the best zombie movie he had seen in forever. Though it is not the first Zombies on a Train film. The first Zombies on a Train film was in Horror Express, 1972. I assume it's a very different kind of movie. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. But, yeah. So. so there you go. Facts about Train to Busan. Christopher Lee's in this. Of course Christopher Lee's in that. I mean... Oh, and, and Peter Cushing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Those those two were always now, playing. How about Vincent Price? Is he there? No, no. Well, so you don't have the horror. You don't have the trifecta. Yeah, no. But you do have both Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. So, but now that we have the movie facts, 
It's time for to fill those plot holes. Where are we getting our plot holes from? So we are getting the plot holes from IMDb. That old favorite. Yep, the the nice well that we can uh, pull from. So the first plot hole. The abilities of the infected seem to change for the convenience of the plot. For example, before they claim the infected uh, before they claim the infected will only attack if they see you. Sanqua traps an infected man in the toilet and still try and it still tries to attack him despite not being able to see him. Also, it clearly shows that the doors aren't automatic as the handles need to be pulled down. But eventually they realize that the infected can't open doors, but during the initial outbreak, several do so with ease. All right, well, step one is we learn the infected um, have a hard time seeing. But they can hear. But they can hear. They they go after sounds. And Songhua was still making noise outside. And there was still, I think, screaming going on. There was. And the other thing I will point out is that, you know, like, even if we're, the zombie's not necessarily going to, like, going after him because it can't see him, at this point in time, it is still light outside, and so the zombie can see his own reflection in the uh, window from the bathroom. Oh. So it could just be going after itself. Like a dumb bird? Yeah, like, That yeah, doesn't yeah. exist. We like, don't know if it, we don't know how, uh, whether or not it recognizes itself in a mirror. Yeah. We haven't done those tests. Maybe some zombies can recognize themselves in a mirror, but not all zombies. Yeah, who knows? It's your zombie mirror recognition. Pretty sure the zombies out of warm bodies could, but uh, I don't think the ones here do. Nah, nah. They see their own reflection, they're going to attack until the they break or the mirror does. Yeah. I mean, they might even keep attacking after the mirror breaks. Who knows? All right, and now for do zombies open doors? Well, we know velociraptors can open doors. It's true. It, but I think a velociraptor is smarter than a zombie, though. And a death claw can open a door. Mm-hmm. But do we actually see zombies opening doors? I think they pile through already open doors. And I, I think, like, people are being attacked and trying to flee still, and they've been bitten, but maybe not fully zombified yet. Yeah. It is a process. And I think we see some smash through glass, and I think we also see some, like, mass swarm a door, and it gets forced open. Yeah, if you if they jangle the door enough, and they start to get it opened enough, because they know how to, to grab and pull and use their hands to some extent, so if they can get the door open just a tiny bit. I, I think a lot of these are actually just sliding doors, too, on the train. Like, they have a handle, but it's not like a uh, a complicated handle. It's just, you know, enough to get a hold of it to move it left and right. I mean, we see the survivors tying the handles up near the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming the, reason, the whole reason they're tying them up is just so that they can't move. So, I don't think that, I don't have anywhere I'm going with this. I thought I had a... I thought I had a thought. I mean, I have a thought, but I didn't do the research beforehand. I'm like, should we go look up to see if there's a um, standards on doors on trains in Korea, like as a public safety thing that they can't be easily locked? Well, I mean, if we wanted to go into that, then we should talk about how when the train operator starts the engine at the station to, and then he gets off to save a passenger from the zombies. 
the engine keeps moving where there is a train safety standard where if there is not a person in there, it will stop. Yeah, but it's a train thing. So it'll saying it'll stop still gives you like a minute before it actually does stop. Just saying like the trains do have that fail safe. But this looks so are you saying that's a plot hole? If we're going to, like, I'm going to say that if the zombies opening the doors like this, if we're talking about, like, safety standards. But we don't know if they are safety standards. We don't we're know. just throwing them out there. But there, there is that safety standard, so the train would have slowed down to stop when that train conductor got off. The train conductor knows how to break it by putting a little brick in the right place. A lot of safeties like that, because they're mechanical, can be uh, circumvented, and you're not supposed post to circumvent these things i will accept that he has found a way to disable it i mean he's been there for a while he probably remembers before when they didn't have the safety standards and he's like oh they installed these safety standards it's like just you know be a good conductor do your job well but he knew the secret he was like oh i don't want this to stop so he puts a brick on the uh accelerator <laughs> puts a brick on the pressure pad to yeah. go look there's totally a person in here still i promise so whoever brought this up, the there has to be someone there or else it, it has a kill switch. Is it like what's on a jet ski and that it's attached to your clothes and if you walk away, then it start it shuts off, starts slowing down? Or do you know if it is the pressure plate? Like, I think it is the pressure plate, but I am not certain. I didn't. You're not a conductor? I am not a train conductor. He's not a Korean train conductor. If we have any Korean train conductors listening... Please send an email. I would. I am interested. Do you just put a brick down when you break? Do you have to pull open a panel and pull some wires when you break your uh, safeties? How hard do you have to work for it? Or you know, how exactly does it work? If you were in a zombie apocalypse, could you get this train to stay moving while you weren't there? Most uh, operational safeties like that are pressure related. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm assuming it's probably a pressure sensor in front of the controls there. So you have to have someone either sitting in the chair or standing. And that, in theory, with the right amount of bricks, he could then circumvent it. Or, I mean, just a good stick. By the way, it is a bar in the floor. Someone asked that same question. It is, uh, you have to be standing on it. There we go. So it's a little bar. But, like... Yeah, foot pad. Yep, a little foot that, pad. That is real easy to to trick. There we go. All right. The internet has helped us today. Uh, basically, what it what, what it says is if it's not being pressed, the brakes won't release. But we do see the train as it's going along. Uh, sparks are coming off the wheels, uh, implying that the wheels are breaking. Being, are breaking. So it doesn't even have to be a plot hole. Maybe the wheels are breaking, but the train's just well, I mean, it moving. does takes a second for things to to stop when they're big and heavy, like train. a train. Trains are massive objects, and I mean, this one is just the engine. Well, we see the sparking later, so, but it's a it's a shunting train though, so it's diesel. So you have all the diesel mechanics for it. It's not the. Uh, I'm still saying it's going to be very heavy. They're not. Oh yeah, it's most certainly heavy. I think it weigh more than the the passenger trains. So they'll use that to move cars back and forth to put them on the right track. Um, but 
yeah, just as long as it's moving, the brakes probably take a little while to catch up. But yeah, there, there you go. Plot solved. Um, any more, uh, I mean, we only have what, like the two examples here about the inconsistent zombieing. Well, and then we have one other that's listed here on IMDb where it's shown late in the movie that the toilet opposite the pregnant woman wasn't locked. So Suan never needed to walk to the end of the train. Except if you were paying attention, that was a men's room that she wanted to go to the ladies room because, you know, she's a little girl and she's not, she's going to do what she needs to, right? What she thinks she's supposed to do. I mean, is, is that it? Is that all the plot holes? So that Oops. is all the plot holes on IMDb, unless we have the other ones that we can think of. I don't really have any. It's a pretty well tightly plotted film. I mean, it's nice and nice and small. Not a lot of moving parts, because that's the main thing when um, where plot holes come from, that you have a lot of different... Too many plots. Too many plots going on at once, and okay, if this happens... It messes with this, but the basic plot is, yeah, get, survive. You get on a train, zombies got on the train, get off the train, find zombies off the train, get back on the train, (laughs) realize that you're in two different parts of the train, try and get together and then get to another part that's supposed to be safe. But then you get to that part and uh, they don't want you there because they think you're a zombie. Or because one person says you're a zombie. One says that they could have been bitten, and he should. He's like, he's he's been bit because he's punching me because I'm a jerk. Mm-hmm. The the person you love to hate. Should we get into talking about this movie? Yes. So I I really 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 like this movie. It's uh, a good movie. It is a very good movie. Uh, I'm assuming John, you've seen this long time ago. Um. Did you see it when it came out in 2016 or I don't remember exactly what year it was. I know it was a suggestion by Julie to watch it. Julie, who's been a guest on the show. A couple of shows, actually, I believe. Yes, she was on uh, Resident Evil and Silent Hill. I'm just thinking that it's weird that we call it a show, but it's really a listen. Look, we're supposed to show, not tell. <laughs> But all we do is talk. All we can do is tell. Listen, we'll get the diagrams out. We'll explain. Some people don't have a Fantasia. They can see things when you talk about it. But yeah, so I, I saw it shortly after it was out on DVD. Yeah, 2017, I think. Okay, this is my first time watching it, so. So it was an experience for you, right? It was pretty good. I mean, I would, I well... I would probably watch it again, but it's going to take me a little bit. Because you actually care about these people. Because like we said, it's not the first time they put zombies on a train. But what makes this movie different is that um, it gives us main characters, makes us care about those main characters. Mm -hmm. And every character's decisions make sense within the aspect of who they who their character is. Like there's Mm -hmm. no one just making dumb decisions just to make dumb decisions. Yeah. I mean, the person you love to hate, the businessman who basically screws everyone over. I mean, he makes a lot of dumb decisions, but it's just to protect his own skin. He, he doesn't make dumb decisions. He makes, he makes calculated survive. decisions, and he is worth more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you can see him being a jerk, but I definitely see all the decisions that he made. They are 
to protect him and him alone. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. He will make it out of this. Doesn't care who he has to throw down to get bitten by a zombie to do it. Me- meanwhile, we see that survival could have been everyone. Like because mm-hmm. when the people work together, they do better. I mean, that's basically the whole point of the zombie, like zombie movies. It's if you're by yourself, you you don't survive. Uh, the lone wolf gets picked off, but the pack survives. Well, a lot of them try and go with the. Uh, but man, man is the, is the real, real monster, and the fact that oh, you should avoid groups of people because you don't know what their motives are. They, everyone's looking out for number one, and so you can't trust them. Yeah. But when everyone worked together, they mostly survived. Yeah, because I mean, the zombies are pretty invulnerable in this one. It's really hard to kill one. I don't know if there's any actual confirmed kills that they do of a zombie. Not that I like they can temporarily stun the, yeah them. they can disorient them they can uh, push them aside distract them but the, the, there's none that are actually dealt with permanently mm-hmm. there's not a solution given to the zombies except for until we hit the uh, the military yeah checkpoint and then there's you know the flamethrowers and but, you know, that that's a thing that will deal with just about everything. I mean, it's it's like when you have to go kill a vampire. Just stake it through the heart, or stake it through the heart, and it will generally kill most baddies. Stake it through the heart and cough, cut off its head? Yeah, just, I mean, sure, it will kill vampires, but, I mean, it kills other things, too. And so, yeah, like, because when they're go- the, the three men are going through the train, um... And then they get to the car where it's the uh, all the baseball team, and he's got to like fight his friends. They don't like freak out. They realize that he's having this problem, and they let him, and they just take the lead instead. Um, I I think I missed it, but remind me what his whole issue was. So the when they first got on the train, the girl sat next to him, and she's like, "Why aren't you?" Oh, because she she likes him. Yeah, she likes him, and, and he's doesn't want to admit that he likes her okay that that's the whole situation like, his friends are his friends are calling him out on it it's like you know accept her accept her he's he he's listening he has his headphones in but he's not he's not listening. listening to music he's just trying to ignore her okay so, so he, maybe he's he, a little embarrassed mm-hmm. but i mean you have a k-pop girlfriend or you can have a K-pop yeah, girlfriend. you can have a K-pop girlfriend, and he's not going for it, so I don't know. I, I guess he's Korean, so it'd just be a pop girlfriend. So that just kind of... I don't <laughs> think I need to differentiate See, it. but here's the thing, is if he accepts her as the pop girlfriend, he now accepts the paparazzi into his life. He will have no privacy anymore. But she's not like a pop girlfriend yeah. in the movie. Yeah, she's just, sure. She's just a girl. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm just bringing... Anyways... Um, I, we don't know exactly his hang up. We just know that he has one, but it's mostly like, like he shows he's trying to act like he's maybe too cool for this or, mm-hmm. and I, that's definitely what boys can do. Like they don't want to admit that they like girls or whatever. And they're just too cool for that. Especially when he's hanging out with the, the team, the guys, the guys. So yeah, just in this movie, there are a lot of. Could be he once missed a missed a baseball practice to go on a date. Ah, uh, can't ever let him live it down now. Yeah, it's true. Girls are trouble. 
They would have stopped them from going to regionals. Regionals? And anything stops your high school team from going to regionals in whatever category is just... that That's the villain in any, in any film, really. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do think that there's a, a theme here with uh, um, men, with the fact that we have four men at different points of their lives. Mm-hmm. Just trying to go. So we have uh, baseball boy. We have the baseball dating. boy. He, he's dating. We have um, new, new father. Pa- new the, father. Expectant father. Mm-hmm. Um, already Ex. father. And then old man. Oh, yes. The homeless person. Well, we have the homeless guy who never, so we throw in the fifth, because we have all these different versions, and you know, one is the old man never had a family, he never mm-hmm. had a connection to anyone else, really, besides his mother, At one, he references that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, business, the jerk business guy. The jerk mm-hmm. businessman. Okay. I was thinking, like, when you said old man, I'm like, was there an old, I guess the homeless guy's the oldest, probably, but. No, uh, the, uh, the homeless guy, I assume, is about the same age as our uh, main character. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a little bit old. Anyways, besides the point, being homeless ages you. It's like being on Tatooine. So yeah, they're 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 all men who have a different relationship with society. And so I thought that I always thought that was one of the sub themes of this. Uh, just sacrifices of fatherhood and or what you're just, supposed to be. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, we we see early on when uh. The little girl tells uh, the businessman, um, "Oh, if you don't study your yeah," he, he says, he "If says, you don't study, you'll end up like him." And she's like, "My my mom says that anyway. Says that's a bad person. I mean, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. He's a bad person." Um. So this is kind of a slightly off topic. When did the movie Parasite come out? Was that 2018 or was that that was 2020? I thought. Oh. I don't know. 2020, I don't think, really existed. We kind of just... It might have been 2019. Just kind of glossed over that. Um, But I just wanted to bring up, so... 2019 for Parasite. So, um, I think we got a lot of big-hitting South Korean horror movies in this time. I mean, we had The Host that came out in 2006, so that's kind of the beginning, I guess. Um. But I just bring that up that are there any other South Korean horror movies that you guys know? The Wailing? I don't think I don't even know that one. Um, shoot. Uh, I mean, if only we had some sort of website. I'm trying to think if there's a different one that's a. Oh, here it is. Yeah, popped up on the uh, more like this. Uh, hashtag alive. All of us are dead. The host. Oh, Sweet Home. It's not on here, but boy, howdy, Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Uh, so have you old... seen that one, John? No, I've not seen Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where they're stuck in the houses and they're in their apartment and there's the giant monster mutated people going around? So I want to say just Korean horror, though, is that Korean cinema mm-hmm. is actually a really strong market or, you know, production. I mean, what was it? I can't remember. It was that yeah. Squid Game. I was going to talk about yes, yeah, Squid Game. Squid but, Game, yeah. but I couldn't remember when exactly that came out. Was that two thousand one? I mean, it's new, but it was on. It's been on Netflix for a couple months, so no one talks about it any, anymore. Twenty twenty one was Squid Game. Okay, so we had or Squid was it even no? It was even this year. It came out twenty twenty two, the very beginning. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, Sweet Home was twenty twenty. 
So the reason I bring this up, though, is do you guys think that Hollywood will do what they did to Japanese horror movies and start remaking them? They There's already been... Um, Train to Busan has been bought, and they have started production, I believe, mm-hmm. of a, an American remake. I can see from the horror in your face, I agree 100%. We don't need a remake of Train to Busan. We have a Train to Busan. We don't need one at home. I hope Sarah Michelle Gellar's in that. Who, who was in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> it's just one of those, like, okay, Hollywood likes to take things and corrupt them i guess maybe well see it, it's when, i mean if you do a remake money. you have make more money is the potential concept here but and a lot of people aren't going to go see a foreign movie because i mean they could try and overdub this movie but that's not great and to be fair for instance we, we're not calling all the characters by their names because well um i don't want to butcher korean names yeah they're not that hard um yes but I'm also very bad at it. Yeah, I do have to have the name in front of me to properly pronounce it, but like Sakwu, Sanghwa, Yonsuk, they're not that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with the whole concept of we don't need remakes. If you want to remake a movie, pick a movie that had potential, but didn't work out instead of doing one that did. See, it reminds me of when we did the uh, chili cheese fry burrito at Wiener yeah. Schnitzel, and it was very disappointing. And so then we went home and we made a chili cheese fry burrito that was good. So kind of on the topic of remakes and whatnot, whenever I think of like why you shouldn't do remakes is you have the Wicker Man movies. You have the really good 70s one with, you know, King of Horror, Christopher Lee. Yeah, but then you made the meme one. <laughs> there were, Can you really say the world is a, a worse place because of that, or is it a better place? Isn't it better because of the bees? Isn't it better because of Bear Punch? <laughs> do you want to really deny the Bear Punch? I kind of do, because I re- So I bought that movie... They made the movie, but you don't have to watch the movie. You just know about Bear Punch and Bees. Mm-hmm. Well, I did watch it. I ended up, I actually owned it for a little while. And I hated that movie so much, I took it to our local, um, uh, a Graywell. So if you're out of state, it's a, kind of like a used media store. Like you can, well, they also, it's a record store, but they have used media there as well. Went to sell it to them. Like, we will give you five cents for this movie. And I happily sold it for five cents. What'd you, was, what'd you do with those five cents? I don't know. I probably bought something else with it. <laughs> did you, did a, you drop the nickel later? And well, was it, it forgotten? It was five cents store credit. Oh. It's not even real five cents. No. And they give you more in store credit than they'll give you in cash. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh. So, yeah. That's why you shouldn't remake movies, people. Well, uh, there see, are I, some, I still okay. feel like if there was a movie that failed in a execution you can remake it or if uh you can change it enough due to changes in time like you can't say like uh um so like if it's if it originally if the movie came out and it wasn't a period piece but now if you were to go watch it again it's like it would be set in the 1920s or whatever well it's also you know if a movie's theme would be better now than it was then um, it's like Train to Busan 
doesn't really work if you're not on a train. Well, no. And trains in the U.S. are not the same as trains in Korea or outside the U.S. Trains are uh, for freight or we have subway Mm -hmm. and the subway is a very different experience than a a train is Mm -hmm. as their passenger train. So it's a different thing. It's a different uh, culture. So it's not going to be the same. Especially in the Asian countries, they their train systems are top notch. Whereas in the United States, if you, like from fly, if I wanted to go from Utah to California, it would cost the exact same amount as an airline ticket. It would only take like I almost wanted to say ten hours longer to get down there. So trains really aren't worth it here unless they're short commuter trains. Or you live out east and they're Amtrak's. So yeah, ooh, here's hoping it doesn't do well. The remake. I really I'm not really You're just for hoping it. you're just hoping that they stop well, making I remakes. I just think that if they're going to be remaking it, what are they gonna call it? Because are they gonna just call it Train to Busan? Is it is it gonna it's be gonna, Train to Busan? Is it gonna be the same movie basically, except for with a higher budget and like a couple of uh, Americans on a Korean train in Korea? Yeah, I'm like, are you? Oh, kind of like the Grudge. Yeah, like because I, I think they're going to kind of have to because again, like you can't do this movie on the American train system. Well, look, they did the they did the Karate Kid, and they learned Kung Fu, not Karate. That did not stop them. I know, so I know. It's going to be a trip from uh, D.C. to uh, L.A. to L. No, it won't be L.A. It's going to be it'll Florida. be on the East Coast. Some some Amtrak station. Just go to Florida but, or but, New York, but they'll still call it Train to Busan. Because because there I would say there have been successful remakes. Um, Ocean's Eleven, the Italian Job. That's the one I was trying to think of. Around like, because the one they're driving cars. Um, I'm I haven't seen the original one, but um, I mean it's a little bit different. Running around in 1960s Mini Coopers and. I guess the two thousands Mini Coopers. It is, but fine. basic, basically same thing. Um, other one, I think, Flight of the Phoenix. That was a re- that was I think an okay remake. I haven't seen the original one though, but I'll have to I'll have to go through that one again. Um, I was gonna say. I mean, I guess The Force Awakens was an okay remake of the original <laughs> Star Wars. I mean, Jurassic World was a remake of Jurassic Park. Yeah, but we want to say it was... I guess now we're just getting into cash grab remakes. And, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdoms is a remake of uh, Lost World. Ish? But we're talking about good remakes, John. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I would say Jurassic World... They're going to name it Last Train to New York. <laughs> I might accept that if and only if they get Kirk Russell to play in it and he needs an eye patch. I haven't seen Escape from New York, but has, has Kurt Russell done anything in the last decade? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Um I think he does a lot of TV stuff now. I, I'm like I haven't thought thought of him in a movie for a while. But I guess I forgot about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, well, you should have thought about him because it was a couple days ago, the 40th anniversary of The Thing. That's true. 
I, they were, they were doing a showings and I I'm like, Oh, I can't get to any of those. I couldn't go to see it in the theaters, but yeah, training Busan is great. You should watch it. Also, it'll make you cry a little bit at the end. Yeah. You're going to tear up at the very least. Cause you're like, Oh, these are all like, like people you care about. If you want like the actual proof that this is a good movie, Eric, did you enjoy watching this film? I did. How often can we get Eric to say that he actually enjoyed watching a movie for this podcast? Well, I tend to enjoy most movies we watch on this podcast, but I have also been in a kind of a horror movie uh, mood. I've recently gone through all the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, uh, but most of the time when you watch it by yourself, you have a horrible time. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I am a fan of horror movies, though, so I I think that is a... As long as it's not too, if it's too campy, then yeah, you need someone with you. But this being a horror movie, it made it a little bit better as it, since I was by myself. But I mean, horror movies are just good in general. Would you, would you want to watch this with your wife? No, I know she would definitely not like this movie. And I told her as much. It's like, yeah, you wouldn't like this one. She would not like the the ending. No, no, she'd like it, but she wouldn't say she liked it because <laughs> she'd be bawling. Yeah, she would. Sorry, I'm just looking up more Kurt, and it's Kurt Russell, not Kirk. I so sorry, Kurt. I know you're listening. We have someone in California. Um. Oh yeah, he was in the uh, the Christmas Chronicles. I haven't even heard of that. It's a Netflix one. <laughs> so once upon a he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or oh, okay. Um. So yeah, he's oh apparently he's in the Fast and Furious as well. So one of, I can't remember exactly which one that is. It's one of the twenty. Are there twenty Fast and the Furious? No, there's that, only ten. There's I'm, only ten that still haven't overcome Land Before Time <laughs> yet. I mean, what can you do? And you know, they'll eventually will because of family. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Kurt Kurt Russell is. Oh, he's in, um, yeah, they have nine. He was in the ninth one, the fought the fast saga saga. Whoops. One of those. Ah, who cares? The fast saga. Yep. The fast. He is, his name is Mr. Nobody, which makes me think he's like a big, does he have an eye patch? I hope so. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I need to watch escape from New York. I need to, I need to have an eighties movie kick. But see, now I'm just thinking that I'm probably going to go watch last train to New York. And being disappointed. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm not happy about that. Whatever. I probably won't even see it. I mean, the, the ring's good. I would say out of the, um, Japanese horror remakes that happened, the grudge was okay. The ring was okay, but that's bare minimum. All the different sequels they made weren't as good. Like the ring two wasn't good. Nah. Um, the grudge two wasn't good. Were there three grudge movies? Like all I know is that within, uh, in Japan, the, they eventually fought each other. They did. Yes. There is a, uh, a grudge versus the ring grudge versus the ring. Oh, maybe I need to, maybe we should talk about that next. (laughs) It's not, it's not good. Nobody, nobody says it's good. No one says it's good. No one says it's good. Well, darn. So my question is, 
I had to double check to make sure that there wasn't a different film with a similar plot. And we've only got the two train horror films. So, rather than Last Train to New York, should it have been called Deadline? Yes. It's a terrible name and I love it. I could definitely see that being a name for a thriller, though. Like early 2000s. Oh, it's true. Or even early 90s thriller. Oh, I, I did a Google search for movies named Deadline, and there are. We've got uh, 2009, in which a screenwriter travels to an abandoned house to finish a script on time, but a series of strange events lead her to a psychological breakdown. Oh, like Secret Window. And then in 2012... The murder of an African-American youth in a rural Alabama town has gone unpunished, unsolved, and investigated for almost 20 years. None of these are about dead people on a train line. And none of these are about dead people on a train line. See, so, you can even have extra levels. It's a deadline, but they have to do something before a deadline. Yeah. Maybe train can't break and they know that a bridge is out or something a couple, like a hundred miles ahead. So they have a, that gives them that time limit. I mean... Like, for other great titles, there's The Midnight Meat Train. Isn't that already a movie, though? <laughs> yes. That's a great title, though, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? I think I watched a, a YouTuber talk about that. Ryan Hollinger. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about it. He talks about things. Yeah. Well, horror movies specifically. Which is fun. So here's the question, though. What movie would you like to see remade? One you think that could have worked if they did it slightly different, if like changed the parts. So are we like, like the core, could they remake the core to not be terrible? Oh, I've never seen the core. (laughs) We've talked about this before. We'll have to do this one at some point because I mean, it's gotta be full of plot holes. Um, More holes than the planet's crust. A bigger hole than the one they drill? Yeah. I mean, like I... Have we done Armageddon? We have not done Armageddon. That's when, <laughs> in a past episode, we were ta- you guys were talking about sending space or people to drill or whatever. I'm like, oh, like Armageddon. You're like, no, the core. So I looked it up and oh boy, does that sound bad. <laughs> does the core need a remake? Does it need to exist? Jim's saying maybe it could exist in a good form. I don't know. I don't have a particular. I'm, I don't really like the core. Trying, it's not a story you're passionate about. Yeah, I'm like, what movie do I actually am mostly disappointed in? So right now, I'm kind of going with, and they, I know they already made a remake of this movie. Um, wasn't the Evil Dead? They had a 2013 remake. Oh, okay. Um, I I really enjoy the first movie. Even yeah, but here's the thing. You really enjoy the first movie. It has to be a movie that you're kind of disappointed in because you already have The Evil Dead. Why uh, do you need a remake of The Evil Dead? Oh, it is definitely... Well, well the remake of The Evil Dead is definitely more, leans more into the early 2010s horror, uh, horror stuff. So I think it's not great, but I didn't hate it. I would definitely watch the original um, student film version first because Bruce Campbell's in it and he's one of the few people I'd probably take a bullet for or a chainsaw something. I don't know. 
Yeah, but that's not even a sacrifice for you because you're a robot. The real the bullet wouldn't kill you. The real question is, is, would you take a chainsaw for our patrons? I mean, I would most definitely take, uh, you know, those do- dollar bill guns. I'd definitely take one of those for our patrons. Well, I mean, they kind of are doing that for See? us. They keep they keep the podcast going. Thank you, patrons. Thank you. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate all that you do for us. And uh, I mean, would we would we fight through three cars of uh, zombies to to rescue a patron? I think we have to at this point. We're obli- morally obligated. Probably. I think we do better at it though. Like cover up your hands too. Like everyone gets a bit on their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, on, wear some gloves, people. As they're going through the baseball. Uh, train car it's like why don't you grab some of those baseballs so you could like throw them down the aisle way and have the zombies chase after it <laughs> Zombie, like, zombies don't play fetch like that in this movie only in fido oh that's another good zombie movie i haven't thought about in a long time it's an okay zombie movie but it's fun it's a pretty fun one though yeah thank you patrons before we get off on more tangents but also if uh leave a like on facebook and if you have a thought of a movie that should be remade instead of a good movie that we don't need to be remade, why don't you just leave a comment and say, this is a movie I thought could have worked, but didn't. Or, in 280 characters or less, same question. Let us know a movie you thought had great potential, but was squandered by maybe a bad actor, maybe a bad director, but maybe a diamond in the rough. Let us know. At PlotSpacklePod on Twitter. Or... If you have already written the script to your better remake, or you want to work on uh, work on the script for Deadline, let me know. Email to plotspecklepodcast at gmail.com. We'll work on this. So, so just going back, John. Like- so here's my thought. Could we, in fact, get a remake of Mario Brothers, but not like a new Mario Brothers IP? We are remaking the original Mario Brothers movie where the Mario Brothers go to the underground city that's ruled by dinosaurs. That's kind of cyberpunky. Can we do a better version of this? Should it be like, can we just, you're too busy thinking whether or not we can to be asking whether or not we should, John, if we can do a good remake, should we then? I, I feel there's no moral obligation here. No, I think there's I a mean, moral obligation not to. Who did, who did uh, Blade Runner 2049? Uh, via de Lanouf. Should we give him Super Mario Brothers? He already made. <laughs> he already did Blade Runner. 